Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Hello and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy Fishbein. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betches Sup Podcast is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happened in the news, explained by your two funniest friends, which is us. Today we're talking about... R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Paul Manafort. Yep. But the bulk of our show is going to be about the government shutdown, which, if you can believe it, is still going on, and the temper tantrum that Trump threw yesterday when they met for 14 whole minutes. Sounds fantastic. Let's get into it. Betches Media presents. I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. Do you like beer, Senator, or not? Uh, my party is going bat crazy. <laughs> You're the pop- Alternative facts. Oh, goodness. The Betches Sup Podcast. America! And here we are. Yes. I love that new intro. Me too. We're pretending that we just heard it play, which isn't what happened in the studio, yeah. but I thought about it. Right. I did hear it play on the last episode. Yeah. I feel like I haven't done this podcast in a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Happy New Year to all of us. All of us. Yes. We have so much going on right now. I know. Okay. So let's dive in. Sammy, what's been getting you through this week in Trump's America? Um, I would have to say something that we're doing. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Our own ingenuity and initiative. Incredible. Yeah. So on Monday's podcast, Elise and Brian just kind of like flippantly came up with this idea of building a moat. Mm -hmm. But then it kind of spiraled in a good way. We thought about the more we thought about it, the more we were like, this makes as much, if not more sense than a wall. It's certainly more fun than a wall. It's less expensive. It's less expensive to dig than to build. We know this. Yes, it is fine. It is. It is better for the environment. Yeah. To dig than to build. I made that up, but I'm just going to say that it's true. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's less environmental impact. Like you're taking away rather than adding. Yeah. Um, So we are going to build a moat. Mm hmm. And we're raising money to build the moat. Betches.co slash moat will take you to our GoFundMe, which has a graphic. A rendering. Yes, a rendering of of how a moat sort of works Um, (laughs) and sort of the benefits of using a moat. Um, What will be in the moat? Many creatures. Yeah, the things from Bird Box. Uh, Goblins, gremlins, alligators. Yes, mm-hmm. um, Stephen Miller. Stephen Miller will be uh, in the moat. One and of the we, creatures. And we have decided that on top of his many other duties in the White House, Jared Kushner will be in charge of lowering and raising the drawbridge. Yes. So. There will also be a large army of Russian trolls. Yes. <laughs> who live under the, the bridge. <laughs> and you can get over the bridge if you answer their question, but the question is going to be in Russian. Yes. So just brush up on that. That is one way that that is yeah. now considered a legal way to enter the United States is if you can answer the Russian trolls riddle. Absolutely. Um, OK, we should probably just tell you what we're really doing. Yes. What we're actually doing with this GoFundMe is we are raising money for races. Yes. Which um, is an organization that that basically raises money to help families along the border. Yeah. who are Suffering from this. uh this immigration crisis. The crisis that is Donald Trump. Like, right, he's right, an immigration right, crisis. Right. Every time that he's like, there's a crisis at the border, I'm going to be like, yes, you're telling the truth. There is a crisis at the border. We're just not thinking of the same crisis. Yeah. Ex- I mean, exactly. So, 
Uh, any money that you donate for the moat will actually go to this organization, which is the largest uh, immigrant aid organization in Texas. They serve asylum seekers. They serve uh, just recent immigrants. And they also serve families that are in detention. So it's just a really great organization. And that's R-A-I-C-E-S. Yes. And, uh, and you can check them out online. Yes. And you can find our fundraising page at Betches.co slash moat. Yes. And Dig our goal is 10,000. Build the moat. <laughs> that's like my, that's my new chance. I love it. Yeah. Guys, just go, go check out the GoFundMe. Betches.co slash moat. It's really funny. Although I feel like we kind of gave all the jokes away on this podcast. Yeah. Like, you basically heard most of them yeah. now, but you can but see the funny drawing. Right. And I really like the drawing it's so of funny. how a moat works. And you can donate to a really good cause, whether it's $1, whether it's $100, whatever you can do or want yeah. to do, we would really appreciate it. And I mean, it's not even really for us. It's really yeah for the families who are suffering yes um, exactly. so yeah betches.co mm-hmm. slash moat hit that up um elise what is getting you through this week okay Trans america this is some good news uh so i don't know if you had the time yet but i watched all six parts of surviving r kelly on lifetime and it is rough it's an intense watch i would encourage anyone who's listening who hasn't been able to watch it it's free on lifetime watch it unless it's like very triggering for you and your personal experience in which case do whatever you want (laughs) in which case like only do what makes you feel comfortable yeah um but basically you know i mean the documentary is horrifying he's a terrible man he's been terrible for a really long time uh but Apparently, investigations have now been launched in Atlanta, and I think Chicago is the other city because, I mean, his abuse is ongoing. He currently, the end of the documentary is about women who he currently is, like, holding captive, essentially. So some investigations have been launched into into this. When you say he's holding them captive, like, what do you mean? I haven't had a chance to watch the documentary because I've been away. So... First, he I mean, he's like a a classic and like master abuser. So first he kind of like manipulates them into believing that he's going to give them. them a career. He isolates them from their family, gets them into like either like a hotel room or like a house. And then they're basically trapped in there. I mean, there are situations traps like they can't just they leave. can't leave because of like physical abuse. And also they don't really know where they are. They don't have a phone. They don't have any of their stuff. He so he takes they, away their phone. He takes he he takes everything. This one woman was like, I haven't talked to my daughter in three years. So one girl escapes in the midst of the documentary. They find out where she is and in a hotel and they're able to like call up to her room and like be like your mother is here. And and it's like a kind of a really tense back and forth, but they're able to get her out. But another one, it's like they kind of figured out where she is, but they're not coming to the door and they can't really like the police aren't able to like just break in. Oh, my God. Or whatever. So it's it's crazy. He isolates them. And then I mean. Basically moves them around the country So it's like you have no money You have no phone You don't know You're brainwashed at this point You're abused and battered And all this stuff He doesn't really leave them alone To escape How can he be with all of them at once though? These are really good questions About the inner workings Of how this is happening Which I'm hoping these investigations yeah. <laughs> answer It was It's I re- it is insane what I actually he has just, done. just read a fiction book that is very, very, it sounds very mm-hmm. similar to this. It's, it's called Behind Closed Doors. And it was basically like 
but like this one guy did it to his wife yeah he like gets this woman to marry him and then he does that to her well he locked he there's a woman who's in the documentary who was married to him and he would lock her in rooms and stuff like that like he like it's both like a mental thing that he does to keep them trapped but he also does physically trap them so it's like really crazy and a lot of them are like 18 or like just over the age so it's like yeah like they're still teenagers essentially but like you there's less legal recourse for like the police to like come bust their door down and be like there's we think there's a minor like a kidnapped minor i'm like terrified to watch this but you know it's very intense it almost seems like getting the song remixed to ignition was not worth all yeah like that was a you know what that was a great song but it's, it's gotta canceled. go. It's canceled. It's canceled. I, yeah. And Lady Gaga apologized today via Notes app, as <laughs> is the as, way. As is the the apology in mm-hmm. 2019. Um, she apologized for doing that song. Uh, that one was do like, what you "Do want what you with want my with my body," which is like so so foreboding. Bad. And she did it with R. Kelly, and she had him perform with him on S. Her with on SNL, and obviously Lady Gaga is like an assault and abuse like. Survivor Yeah survivor and advocate So I I knew it was a matter of time Before she made this statement Chance the rapper came out as well And said that he never should have worked with R. Kelly But they didn't know at the time Like how would they know I don't even understand how he did this Like wasn't he busy The thing is that people did know It was just so out in the open And also like young black women and girls are like just not valued on a level that like it was kind of made into a joke like I mean I remember when he the his like P tape thing came out that was in like 2002 I was 12 years old and everyone was like oh this oh yeah he peed on a 14 year old girl oh I do vaguely remember that yes but it was like play you remember it because like in the media like Dave Chappelle did a sketch about it. Like everyone was like, oh, this is so funny. R. Kelly peed on a girl. And it's like, no, that was a child. And that was one of hundreds of videos that he had that were similar mm. with other children. Uh, he married R. Kelly or he married Aaliyah when she was 15 and got her to falsify documents. He also got her pregnant and made her have an abortion. Uh he's like He's a monster. <laughs> he's a monster. And it's been like 20 years and he needs to go to jail but a lot of his victims because they're all black women uh, well black girls at that point like black girls are perceived as more mature they're perceived as like sexually advanced and stuff so when he went to trial for this video he got acquitted because people thought like people literally were like that girl was fast like she was trying to get with him like she's 14 a 14 year old girl is never trying to be peed on by a 30 year old man like that's never happening you know what I think the lesson from this I mean like thinking about even the title of his song with Lady Gaga Mm -hmm. and thinking about like Louis CK and his stand-up sets it's like maybe when maybe when people say things that are disturbing or sort of like perverse or you know whatever it is and they pass it off as art maybe we should like think about maybe whether that might be serious yeah and like i mean because if you think about it like when like i've never made a joke about like yeah peeing on some like you know what i mean it's sort of like when you when you hear someone making light of those things maybe that is actually like what is in the realm of what they think is yeah that's something that's talked about in the documentary a lot that he kind of did a lot of this stuff out in the open and talked about it publicly so that it was like he was like making all of us complicit in it like when he was married to Aaliyah at fifth when she was 15 and he was 27 years old right uh he produced her album age ain't nothing but a number 
Right. Like that that's, should like it's gross. Right. It's, and then all of his songs it's, but it's are not these like gross oh, if you think it's just art or yeah. whatever. But these like but he he would put out and then like as his abuse grew, his songs got more and more sexual like they and like they talk about that in the documentary that they're like a lot of the things he's talking about in the songs are like things that he is doing to young women. Oh, my God. So it's just definitely worth watching. Definitely worth keeping an eye on these investigations. And, you know, stay tuned. If, if someone puts on remix to ignition in a club that you are in, walk the Leave. fuck off the dance floor. Like that song's done. We're done. We had our fun with it. We He's all gone. got to dance to it. Whatever. Yeah, you don't it's need done. it. Yeah. We have other songs. There are other good songs. Yes, there's many other <laughs> There are good many songs. other good songs and like they're fun. Yeah. Okay, let's get into the main news. Yes. The government shutdown. Where well, this is still happening like 20 I, days. I I honestly thought that it would be it would be over, but the the scary part is not just that it's still going, it's that I don't see any sign of it going away no. and this whole national emergency talk that's in the ether is genuinely giving me severe anxiety yeah i'm having a lot of anxiety because i fly next even week. but here's the thing even if you weren't flying like who knows what the fuck you can do what like once because it's like boiling a frog like once he takes that little step to call a national emergency over this because he doesn't get his way about the shutdown mm. what's like the next way he will what's the next like piece of control he yeah. will seize i you know what know. i mean so it's i sort think of that like, he is gonna try to call one i don't know how it's gonna be responded to i don't know if it's gonna be like chat i know it's gonna I was, face legal challenges like immediately i was fairly convinced that he was gonna do it in his speech that's what I, we were talking about yeah. we were like it's gonna happen I he's gonna sure. do it i'm gonna take to the i'm gonna take to the yeah. woods we're yeah. going to mykonos <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah good on everyone who figured out that the coordinates that were mentioned in the sup email was actually Lindsay lohan's beach house in mykonos yes yeah, if you if you don't know what we're talking about get the sup get email. the sup email because yeah. sometimes i include little fun little fun mysteries that you can solve <laughs> by easily googling copy paste in a google and you can answer the mystery which is the most fun mystery to solve exactly <laughs> it's right. one that requires nothing from me just right. google and like copy paste i yeah um <laughs> okay so basically let's go over his speech tuesday night he gave this much hyped speech which he hyped for literally two days yeah. and gave me again severe anxiety for like 48 hours um it was like eight minutes long it was terrible he it was couldn't breathe during it as usual he was like it, when when i see him making these oval office speeches i'm just reminded of like what an unserious person is yeah. he is because it's like he he seems like he's a kid imitating a president it also reminded me well first of all anytime he has to read a teleprompter just like dead he eyes can't do it. he can't do it because he can't read which reminds me of the that um guy who worked on the apprentice who did a stand-up set and he was like I worked on The Apprentice. He can't read. Anytime he has to read a teleprompter, he gets really nervous. So he rails a bunch of Adderall. And that's why he's sniffling all the time. And I could, that is all I could think about the whole speech. I have no Same. idea if that is true. In my heart, it is true. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole time I was like, did he rail a bunch of Adderall before doing this? I mean, why, why is it so far-fetched? Like he has a doctor who will proclaim to the nation that he is the healthiest man to ever ascend to the presidency. So yeah. like, what's that guy going to do? Not write a bullshit prescription for Adderall. Like, yeah. it's like a lot of people I know can get prescriptions for Adderall when they don't have ADD. I'm yeah. sure Donald Trump can get it. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about Donald Trump doing like the stuff that I would do in college to get Adderall. Like he's just hanging around the Library of Congress being like, who's studying in here? Like, <laughs> 
Who has that person the, looks like they have a lot of concentrating. Yeah, going he's on. like texting all his friends, being like, "Do you guys know who has Adderall?" <laughs> um, he doesn't know how to text. <laughs> he's just he's he tweets. He accidentally tweets it. Who has Adderall? <laughs> that would be so funny. <laughs> that would be that would make my life. Okay, so this was his first Oval Office address, which he used to just be a liar. Um, um, let's let's fact check some of the things that yes. he says. There's. Wow, there's a lot. There, of there's a lot. So this is pulled from the New York Times's fact check. Okay. Uh, so first things first, he said um, the federal government remains shut down for one reason and one reason only because Democrats will not fund border security. Obviously, we know that's not correct. Uh, just as a reminder, Democrats have offered 1.3 billion dollars in funding for border security measures like enhanced surveillance and fortified fencing. They just will not. Don't give money for a wall or a steel slat barrier. Right. Just a note on the steel slat barrier. We just yes. posted an article um, from NBC News on the Instagram story. Basically, they NBC showed that the steel slat barrier that Trump is requesting can be sawed through with like a basic saw. Yeah. Like, just a saw. <laughs> just, just a regular saw. Right. Also, this clip came out, which we also posted on the SUPS Instagram, of Trump speaking at like a graduation. And he literally yeah. says, if there is a concrete wall in front of you, go over it. Go, go under it. it. Go around it. Do anything to get over the wall. Also, <laughs> just he, like, also he lied saying that, Demo that he was requesting it to be made of steel at the request of the Democrats. It's like the Democrats didn't request no fucking steel. Yeah. They didn't want any of that. They don't I want always, anything. I was When I was watching it, I was like, who the fuck is he talking to? Like, does he Senate Republicans. Nobody Senate Republicans and, and his Ann base. Coulter. And like Ann Coulter. Because I was like, does he think that none of us know anything yes. like even no it doesn't he, matter it doesn't matter he, he, it doesn't matter if what he thinks or what we know it's just what he's saying the whole time i watched it and this includes a democratic response i was like wow what a disrespectful waste of the american people's time like this is an argument you guys should be having time. behind closed doors these types of things should be reserved for actual national emergencies where important information of huge importance needs to be conveyed to the American people, not for us to watch you guys fight right. in public and like dunk on each other. Like, which is what it was. Which is what it was. It was just like, I'm going to come out and insult the Democrats and they're going to come out and insult the Republicans. And we're going to put, we're going to put this on prime time everywhere. Right. Like past Oval Office addresses have been, uh, so Obama used one to end, to say we were ending combat missions in Iraq. He didn't like Oval Office addresses, so he did the. Remember, he did the Osama bin Laden one, walking down the long hallway. Yeah, never forget. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bush did it after nine eleven. Appropriate. Uh, Nixon did an Oval Office address to resign, if only. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Johnson did one to say he will not seek reelection. If only. <laughs> well, I think that I think honestly, I I heard I think it was on MSNBC, which is like what I watch all day. Um, that basically he knew that it was pointless. He didn't even want to give the Oval Office address, probably because it wasn't enough like a rally for him. He didn't want to do it, but like Sarah Sanders and like this guy, what's his name, Bill Shine, mm -hmm. who's like from Fox, like told him that like he should do it. So, he, but he was even like, this isn't gonna work. 
Yeah, so I mean, he like it's not. clearly didn't get because he's like he wanted to declare a national emergency. I think they were looking at like the legality of it like the whole day, and they couldn't like come up with something. So by the time there was yeah. no a national no national emergency, he was just like fuck it, I don't want to do this. Another thing I loved about the speech is that Stephen Miller wrote it, and it was so bad, and it just lays a crisis bare how of the heart and a crisis he of the soul. He stole. This is what we'll get to. He stole a line from Tommy Lauren. That's how <laughs> dog shit of a fucking yeah. <laughs> speechwriter that Stephen Miller is, is that he's stealing Tommy Lauren talking points for an for Trump's first Oval <laughs> Office address. Like, you think he would put a little bit extra work into that one. This was the Give line. Give him some Adderall. Yeah. <laughs> My God. This is the line. Some have suggested a a barrier is immoral. Then why do wealthy politicians build walls, fences, and gates around their homes? They don't build walls because they hate the people on the outside, but because they love the people on the inside. Totally. First of all, this isn't even accurate. But like, Like, Everyone that I was watching the speech with screamed during that part. We were all like, that is without a doubt the dumbest thing. I've ever heard that I've ever heard. Yeah. And like it's it's one of those things where you hear it and it just like hits you as stupid. Like it's just a wave yeah. of stupid. And you're like, I don't even know how to like properly break down why that makes is no wrong sense. and makes no sense. I it just as soon as it the sound waves hit my ear, I'm I like, knew that it was incorrect. Right. Like my bullshit <laughs> like, meter goes. Okay, so let's fact check some other things. Okay. Um he said that Okay, first of all, him saying that like heroin and fentanyl come through the southern border. Through the southern border. That's not true. First of all, most drugs are smuggled through cars or um, fentanyl is sent in the mail from China. Yes. Which okay. Trump himself tweeted. Yes. Tw- Trump, first of all, tweeted about fentanyl coming from China earlier this month. It was like just er- earlier last month. It was like December 5th of this year. Uh Basically, so his quote was every week, 300 of our citizens are killed by heroin alone, 90 percent of which floods across our southern border. So according to the DEA, uh, drugs do come through the southwest border, but it's through legal points of entry. So it's not like illegal immigrants with a backpack full of weed, like running across the border. Like I'm sure these moms with their little kids, like I'm sure where they could be putting diapers and clothing and maybe some water in their backpack. I'm sure they're using it to put weed in there. Yeah. And also a border... A border wall would not address what experts see as like the more deadly phase of the opioid epidemic, which is fentanyl, which people either get prescribed from a doctor or now they're getting it sent in the mail from China or people who are prescribed it sell it to other people like that's a huge part of the opioid crisis is just people getting over prescribed the opioids in the first place because big pharma is peddling it and then they are paying Congress so that they will not regulate them. That's a different, that's a, that's something for another day. Different crisis and thing. Okay. Another thing he said, uh, in the last two years, ice officers made uh, 266,000 arrests of aliens with criminal records. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you are searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone on any occasion. Now it's easier to find gifts made by independent sellers for all of the people in your life, like the pickleballers, I know plenty of those, the jazz fan, the artist, the pasta lover, whatever niche interest they have, you can find an incredible gift on Etsy. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there is something for everyone. 
There is so much pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas specifically for my dad, but my dad loves flying. He loves airplanes. He loves aviation, and he never gets sick of a cute little gift that has a reference to that. And the inventory for that on Etsy is incredible. I hope my dad lives for 200 years because I can get him a birthday present related to aviation or planes from Etsy for every single one of them, if not hundreds and hundreds of years more. There really is that much. A gifting moment is always around the corner, but whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. So um, basically, okay, I'm gonna, I'm just going to read what the New York Times says. So this needs context. In the 2017 and 2018 fiscal years, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, enforcement arrested uh, over... 210,876 people with previous criminal convictions and another 55,233 people with pending charges. But these convictions covered a wide range of offenses, including many that were nonviolent. The most common charges were for traffic violations, possessing or selling drugs and immigration offenses like illegal entry. So it's like you enter and then you have a criminal record and then they're like, wow, we've arrested this criminal. Right. Um, I don't know the exact numbers on this offhand, but but people who immigrate are act, actually commit crimes at a much lower rate than right. Native, Ameri- like Native the, Americans, not, not Native, Native Americans. Americans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, also, like, okay. They commit crimes at different rates. Also, it's just like there was that whole part of the speech where he just started listing horrific crimes that immigrants have. He was like, one immigrant, like, like assaulted a veteran and cut her head off and like put her in a river. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's horrible. But like, I can list a bunch of really fucked up crimes that Americans have done. Including you, Donald Trump. Yeah. Just literally go literally type Florida man into Google and you will find a list of (laughs) wild crimes committed by Born and bred American yeah. citizens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, every sh- mass shooting that's been in the past few yeah, years. Like, like what not, about? No illegal immigrants or immigrants at all. Yeah. Um, okay. Maybe San Bernardino. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into like his claims about paying for the wall because now he's claiming that he never said Mexico would pay for it. But like you fucking clearly did. Like yeah. that was all you said. He was for like, I didn't, I didn't mean that they would cut a check. I'm like, like, what did you mean? What does that mean? He's like, I meant they would Venmo me after the wall was built like we agreed. <laughs> and they said, I already sent the request, so I'll send a reminder after the wall is built. And then they'll see me socially and it'll be awkward if they haven't paid. So <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's well, what he meant. Right. But now he's saying that the wall will be paid for indirectly by the new trade deal they've made with Mexico. He's referring to USMACA. USMACA. You know, the very well-named flows off the tongue acronym for our new trade deal between the US, US Mexico, Mexico Canada, Canada agreement however that has yet to pass in Congress so it's not really paying for anything yet and also that's just going to be lower tariffs for American companies and higher wages that doesn't that doesn't provide 5.7 billion to like no it's you know, like a reworked, retooled version of NAFTA NAFTA like, doesn't pay for the wall that's like being like okay Betches is going to throw a huge fucking party, a $5.7 billion party. And then we're going to run a bunch of podcast ads totally unrelated. Yeah. And they're going to pay for the party. the party. It's like, no, the party has to be paid for by its like own little party budget. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You have to have a party budget. You can't just like, ugh. you can't just be like, it's going to get paid for by like things sold on shopbetches.com. Go buy our icons. Tea. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, the border wall would very quickly pay for itself. He said, um, 
It also sounded at some point, okay, he said that the annual cost of illegal drugs in the United States is 500 billion, which is also not accurate. But he's saying that like, that we would make the money from mm-hmm. the illegal drugs that we seized. But like, what is he, what, then we just have all these drugs. But like, what yeah, are you going to uh, do with those? Sell them gonna resell back? resell them. Right. I think he thinks that like when you take the drugs. Did you know that Ted Cruz, this is a real thing that Ted Cruz did. Oh, I he heard. He introduced a bill to see that, to use the money that we seize from El Chapo to pay for the wall. And it's called like. That sounds like the most racistly motivated thing. Yeah. Like because El Chapo is from Mexico. Yeah. So somehow he's responsible <laughs> for the wall. Like what? It's like. That's just like a real thing that Ted Cruz did. That's a racist thing. Yeah. Like, and he's a Latino man. Like yeah. why? <laughs> What's wrong with you? God. Okay. So then um, let's go to the Democratic response. Um, Chuck and Nancy. Chuck and Nancy gave him the most memeable response speech ever. Like, why? I didn't even- okay. First of all, their response was good. I thought that the things that they fi- they said, the words that came out of their mouth. But I Chuck was like, Schumer's face was like. <laughs> why did they choose to have only one podium? First They're saving all, money. Two people, one podium. Why? Saving money. So, <laughs> two the, congressperson, one cop. It looked insane. It looked like The Shining. <laughs> it looked like as, as soon as they came on, it's like everyone was like, whoa. <laughs> This is fucking weird. Nancy, right. It was very weird. Nancy, I I mean, like, lately she's been such a queen, but, like, I feel like she smiles. I think it might be all the Botox, but, like, she smiles, like, into at times that, like, it just... Both of them looked crazy. Yeah. Like, both, both of them looked... Like, if I were a Republican, I would think these two people are not. They looked like a like a vision, like something that you would see in a dream and be like, what did that mean? It was Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer at the end of a long hallway. They had like seven flags. Like, what does it mean? It also feels like they're sort of like the parents and Trump is like the kid. Yes. It literally, like that's how it feels now. There were so many memes of them being like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Like, like weird. And then... (laughs) there's so much it was and then it's like it's weird when nancy's talking but chuck is just standing there and then he's talking and And she's just standing there i'm just like either have one one of of you do it it, or get a fun new person it doesn't have to be aoc because she's like triggering yeah whatever (laughs) but get like a Sharice Davids or like uh like some new person or an old person yeah like someone who's who's i don't know i don't know i think having nancy do it is appropriate because she's third in line to the presidency she's the highest ranking democrat just have her stand there give the response (laughs) i don't Chuck and nancy are like a superhero team it's so funny funny to me to think about them at all (laughs) i know and it's i just I wish that we could figure out like what is the format for these responses because I do think that they're important to have them happen. But yeah. no matter what party, no matter who, it always looks there's something weird. Joe Kennedy gave that response. Yeah. He had the sweaty lip situation. They're, they're like not doing it for television. Like they just like they're not. They don't understand how the visual plays. It's absolutely every single time. It's just bizarre <laughs> and this one was optically the most bizarre I, like maybe it's because we're more used to seeing like these sort of natural um like talking points coming from someone like an aoc so when she's yeah. just like chopping onions and talking about 
like yeah. regulations were sort of like, oh, that feels like real. But then they're doing these like contrived set pieces. Yeah. And it's like no one can even pay attention to what you're saying because we're just trying to make memes out of this. And it's always like whoever's responding is always in comparison to the president of the United States. Either he's like literally in front of all of Congress. It looks very important. Or he's like at the Oval Office desk. It looks very important. And then they're like, I'm like, what is this flag room? Yeah. Like, where's this room full of flags? Where are you? Like, <laughs> he posted this really funny meme from Stephen Colbert being like, Chuck's like, Nancy, I got us six flags for our, our speech. And she's like, and how many podiums? <laughs> <laughs> why did they only have one and why didn't they just have nancy do it chuck couldn't couldn't take that hey there overwhelmed foodies are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same with the same fish picture fear not because amidst the chaos there's one shining star worth your culinary affection home chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea they're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes, conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you and the entire family covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week, and they serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it is economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. So for a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash feverdream. That's homechef.com slash feverdream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash feverdream. You must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Okay, wait. Let's talk about the so then so then yesterday, which was the day after the the, the funny speeches. Yeah. They Chuck Chuck and Nancy and Trump had a meeting. Apparently Trump stormed out within 14 minutes when he was like, Are you gonna fund the wall? And they're like, No. And he's like, and he Chuck claims Chuck. I love how calling him Chuck. I call him Chuck and Nancy. I know, it's same. like I can't not and Don, I called Trump Donald. Yeah. Um says that he slammed his hands on the table and left saying bye-bye, <laughs> which he also tweeted, so he definitely did say He definitely it. said bye-bye because even he admits that he said bye-bye. Right. He also, like, had a... Te- it seems like he... I was I was on the plane when this was happening, mm-hmm. and I saw... I was walking from the bathroom. I was, like, looking at people's screens. Some were watching the news, mm-hmm. and the headline was, like, Trump threw a temper tantrum. Yeah. And I was like, this can't be happening. <laughs> like, I, can't be happening. I believe 100% that he slammed his hands yeah. down and said bye-bye. He he now claims... Uh, hold like, on, I think I included... Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> he did Bye a little next. peace sign. <laughs> um, oh, he tweeted today, Crying Chuck told his favorite lie when he used his standard soundbite that I slammed the table and walked out of the room. He had a temper tantrum because I knew he would say that. <laughs> And after Nancy said no to proper border security, I politely said bye bye and left. No slamming. Okay, (laughs) this is a seven-year-old. Yeah, bye bye. Like what? What? What's going on? He's a reality TV star. Of course, he slammed the table. We're lucky he didn't flip the table. (laughs) (laughs) This is reality TV 101. He's like taking his mic off, yelling at the camera, like taking the camera off me. And he's like crying. (laughs) I don't want to be here anymore. Fuck you, Chris Harrison. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> like storming out. So funny. Okay, so regardless of all that humor, eight hundred thousand people are missing a paycheck on Friday, yeah, which is tomorrow because of this as of this recording. Because they like literally, he's a child. Yeah. And you know what 
really kills me when like a Mitch McConnell gets on there and gaslights and is like, this is because the Democrats are just being so stubborn. They just like won't give the president any money for his wall. It's like your wall is fucking medieval and pointless. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's a wall. They'll dig a tunnel under it. They'll get a ladder. They'll fly in as they always do. And also... This is not even the biggest threat to the United States. The biggest threats are cybersecurity and climate change. Yeah. So, and we're not doing anything about And we're doing nothing about either of those things. In fact, we are actually aiding the people who are trying to breach our cybersecurity. Yes. Okay. And just climate change in general. We're right. We're, we're, we're all fucked. You yeah, can't climate emissions nature. spiked in 2018. So yeah. that's great. Yeah. Um, the House did pass a bill to reopen the Treasury IRS and some other agencies. But Mitch McConnell won't take it up in the Senate because Trump won't sign it. Uh, Meaning, but like, here's the thing. It passed 100 to zero. The like continuing resolution mm-hmm. passed the Senate 100 to zero the week before Christmas. Yeah. Or I think like around that week. So they have a veto proof. Yeah, assuming all 100 people would do it, you could override a veto, but... If enough Republicans agreed to stop this, they'd stop it, but they can't. But they won't because they're fucking babies. Okay, so, I mean, there are a ton of people still affected by this. TSA agents are unpaid. The FAA airline safety inspectors are not working. A lot of TSA people are calling in sick. They're calling it the blue flu. Mm -hmm. Um, If this continues, people on food stamps won't get their benefits. That's 38 million people. And one that's really sad is people who are really affected right now are Native Americans on reservations. They cannot get their health services. Their roads have not been plowed. So one tribe says that a member died during the shutdown because road crews could not plow their snow-filled roads roads and an ambulance could not get through to yeah. save this person the so. fda is also not um inspecting food <laughs> <laughs> other than far food that's coming in oh from like God. foreign countries because that's like a real threat but like what the hell there was just like an e coli outbreak yeah, and fantastic. you're not and just not gonna inspect fantastic okay so it's still going we'll obviously keep you updated on instagram follow at betches underscore sup i'm sure you all already follow because like you are listening to this mm-hmm. and let's move on to one more thing yes okay we have one, one more thing today, and it's actually a pretty crazy one if you're a Mueller hound like I am. <laughs> um, yeah, so Paul Matafort, we learned on Tuesday that he met with a Russian operative named Konstantin Kalimnik during the 2016 campaign where he shared internal polling data from the Trump campaign. Like, he literally sent the data in the spring of 2016. Yeah. And what was this data used for? Obviously to use, to target their social media campaign and their fake memes on Facebook with the Russian bots that they also partnered with Cambridge Analytica so that they could target the right people, the people who were most susceptible to voting for Trump, the people who were unhappy with the way Obama had, you know, maybe they voted for Obama in 2012, but they were unhappy Mm -hmm. with how things had gone. So they knew exactly who to target based on this internal polling data. So I don't, I don't know about you, but but that sounds to me like, like collusion. collusion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That so, sounds very colludy to me. Yeah. So they I mean, in this, they hadn't established that it was like directed by Trump or that he was aware. But like, that's just what we know. I'm no, sure it's Mueller just his knows campaign more. manager. Doing right. It. The other thing that was discussed between um, Konstantin Kalimnik, who works for. OK, Konstantin Kalimnik works for Oleg Deripaska, who's a Russian oligarch mm-hmm. and Manafort owed him $10 million. Okay. So he was kind of like the middle man between Mm -hmm. Manafort and the Russian oligarch who he owed all this money to. They also discussed policies related to the Russia-Ukraine relationship. And what do you know, during that summer, during the Republican convention, the Republican Party changed their platform to ease sanctions on on mm-hmm. Russia for what they for annexing Crimea, which is mm-hmm. in the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So this seems like a very quid pro quo, pro quo kind of situation. Yes. 
Um, but I just want to say, I just want to, you know, because none of these things are without like humor and incompetence. The way that they found this I out this. is this is my favorite part. Manafort's lawyers are the ones who blew up his spot on this <laughs> because they they made a redaction error. So basically, they had filed a a document where they were responding to the charges that Manafort had lied to prosecutors, which, mm-hmm. as we all know, had been happening. And what they did was so there's a redaction feature on PDFs, mm-hmm. but instead of actually using the feature like like a competent per- lawyer mm-hmm. uh, like someone worthy of the thousand dollars he's probably paying an hour yeah. they just highlighted the text in black so like someone could just like unhighlight it <laughs> and see exactly what it says uh, well that just shows you the quality and caliber of individual who agrees to hire, represent paul manafort I hire the best people <laughs> are the best people okay and with that i think That's our episode end. is done um so guys uh happy government shutdown go to betches.co slash moat yeah follow to us, donate. keep you updated on mm-hmm. everything um sign up for the betches up email mm-hmm. refer your friends as you know we have the stickers we have the pop socket the michelle yeah. obama pop socket which i'm gonna actually add mm-hmm. to my phone we have our icons tea the icons tea yes yeah, so just hit up all our stuff yeah Check us out mm-hmm. wherever you are. <laughs> and until the end of democracy, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy Fishbein. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast. Goodbye. Betches.